Nick Archer, since you've been mayor of Elk City, what is the single hardest thing you've had to do or hardest decision you've had to make? Oh, wow. Let's just dive right off in here. Yep. Huh? Um, I mean, probably this coronavirus. I, it's extremely polarizing, right? So I've gotten a lot of calls, people demanding masks. I've got a lot of calls, people saying, uh, you know, it's it's a totally made up thing. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with either, but, uh, you know, it is a real thing. And uh, it, it's been challenging trying to stay ahead of it. So I, w- I would probably leave it there. Have you as the mayor or city commissioners, have you guys even considered some sort of mask mandate? Uh, we've talked about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think we would do our due diligence if we hadn't at least talked about it. Um our interim city manager, you know, he's on the coronavirus task force there at the governor uh, in Oklahoma City. So, yeah, we've discussed it. Um, our case numbers are still low. I mean, I know th- there was a little bit of a uproar this week. I think we hit 50 cases active in the county. Um, but 50 cases, you know, we our county has a population of 23,500 people. I mean, <laughs> the percentages are still pretty low. So I don't think we're there. Um, you know, some people may want it, but I, I don't necessarily think we're there. Many years ago, miles away from here, way back in the old days, back in the 70s, my father was a mayor of a very small North Texas town. And I've heard stories about the kinds of phone calls that mayors <laughs> receive. Do you get all kinds of calls? Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, about what oh everything um yeah you know i don't i don't know who's listening so i don't want to offend anybody but uh we get calls about um people's race pigeons one of our commissioners has race pigeons so i don't i don't know that that call was about him but uh i mean we get a lot of different stuff I mean, are you Trashy. pretty are you pretty accessible? Do people have your cell phone number? Do they call you at work? Do they call you at home? I have gotten it all, so I don't necessarily know how they obtain all those numbers. But uh, I answer it every time, uh, you know, assuming I'm not at my day job uh, in the middle of a meeting there. So, I mean, if I'm available and I see it ring, whether I know the number or not, I I typically answer. See, when I called you, was it last week? I called you. And you answered first. I was. I gotta admit, I was a little bit surprised you answered because I, I'm sure you didn't have my number saved. No. Nope. And so it was an unknown number, and I didn't know. I thought, oh well, he's the mayor. He's got to yeah. answer the phone, right? Yeah. And you know, you see something like that come through, you can tell it's a local number. Uh, when I didn't hear you try to offer me a new <laughs> a new car <laughs> warranty or something, I figured it was a legit call. Safe to answer and keep yeah. talking. Yeah. How old are you right now? Thirty six. How old were you when you were elected mayor? Uh, Thirty five. Why in the world does a 35-year-old man, young man, young family, why does he say to himself, I think I want to be the mayor of a moderate-sized western Oklahoma town? Because it does come with a lot of responsibility and a lot of baggage. You're an elected official, open to public scrutiny. People can call you all times of day and night to complain about something. You've got a lot going on anyway. Why did you decide you wanted to do this? You know, um, when we moved back here in 2013, um, I was asked to join Leadership Elk City, Class 1. Um, so that was that was kind of the gateway, if you will, that kind of opened that door to public service. Um, and going through Leadership Elk City, 
learning about the city, how everything works. They were just getting started with the CAPS proposals. Uh, you know, that was before it went to vote. That was, but they were just starting to kind of kick this idea around. And I thought, man, I would like to have a say in that. <laughs> and, you know, whether or not that was right or wrong, that was my drive. You know, you're talking about a lot of money and a, and a big investment in our city. And I have a degree in architecture from the University of Oklahoma. I, I like to think I have a, a fairly good design sense. I know projects. I know how much things should cost in that regard. Um, so how do we, as a city, get the best bang for our buck? And how do we really maximize that quality of life? You know, they always say if, if you want to do something right, you do it yourself, right? Uh, so, so that's why I decided to run, honestly. What did your wife think about that? Uh, she was she was pretty opposed. Uh, I, I tend to stay pretty busy, so um, I, I don't know if you know, I'm also the director of engineering at Great Plains Analytical Services, or GAS. Um, so, so that's a fairly demanding job in and of itself. And she was... Uh, she was pretty apprehensive at first, to say the least. She, she didn't necessarily know uh, if I would be able to handle it just from a time sense, not, uh, you know, the responsibility and that kind of stuff. She knew that I could handle that, but you're talking about squeezing the time in. And then I talked to uh, the CEO and the COO, Jordan and Jonathan Williamson over there, and they said, yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> which shocked me uh, in all honesty <laughs> they came out they said yeah you got to do that you got to do it so, so they've backed me okay so how now. did you convince your wife to let you do it well i think uh i think she just she came around to the idea you know i believe it or not i was and am uh passionate about making elk city better you know um how do we improve how do we kind of get out of the rut that we're that we've been that we're in right now as far as oil and gas declining um that kind of stuff how how do we make this the oasis between amarillo and oklahoma city that it is all right i want to get into some more just personal stuff biographical stuff then we'll get back sure. into nuts and bolts of being mayor yeah no problem where were you born and raised uh i was born in sarah uh raised here i think we i was like four when we moved to elk city um, I did do a brief stint in Clinton. That was about third and fourth grade that I was over there. And then came back, graduated from here, went to Norman, University of Oklahoma. Uh, lived in Oklahoma City until 2013, at which time we came back here. You graduated from OU with a degree in architecture? Yes, sir. Why? Uh, well, that's actually a funny story, I guess. Um, so at the time, I was zoology pre-med when I enrolled after about a year and a half of doing that, I was taking a class, Comparative Vertebrate Anatomy. I wasn't doing bad. I had good grades and that kind of stuff. But I found that course to be the worst thing I'd ever done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife, my now wife, uh, just girlfriend at the time, she was in architecture. And a lot of her homework assignments were, go, go draw this fountain on campus or go draw the entry to the library. And I'm thinking, I could be going and drawing pictures or I could be learning every bone of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it really seemed like a no-brainer to me. And that's how you got into yeah, architecture? So, so I helped her with a lot of those early homework assignments. And I went and talked to my advisor uh, at the end of the semester and said, hey, I, I wanted to do that. 
That looks way better. That's for me. And you graduated from OU when? Uh, in 2008. What did you do then? Well, towards the end of college, uh, I worked at Beyond Metal in Oklahoma City uh, for an architect named Stan Carroll. Stan is a great guy, a good mentor. Um, we got to do a lot of really neat sculpture projects. Uh, the Maywood Park sculpture downtown, those, those little areas there where the brownstones are. Uh, and we also got to work on the Skydance Bridge. So uh, Stan and Hans Bootser, uh, Hans is also the man who had designed the uh, Oklahoma City Memorial. They paired up together and won the competition for the Skydance Bridge. So I got to have some early input. Um, I had actually left that that position to a different architecture firm by by the time construction actually started. But got to do a lot of modeling and, and designing on that stuff, too. So how long were you there? Uh, at Beyond Metal mm-hmm. uh, for almost five years. What did you do then? Uh, I went to HSE Architects, which is on Broadway, at like 8th and Broadway, Automobile Alley, yeah. Oklahoma City. Um, worked with them until 2013 when we came out here. So why'd you come back to Western Oklahoma? Why'd you move back to Elk City? We had uh, our son, and you know I'm, I'm from here. My parents are here. Uh, my wife's from Cheyenne. Her parents are here. Um, it just it made the most sense, you know. I don't like dropping my kid off with random people um and so in oklahoma or in oklahoma city where we live there uh, we had a good child care we had that stuff but yeah it's not the same as a grandma you know it's not the same <laughs> not the same as grandma huh yeah. all right let me ask you a little bit about your immediate family who's yeah. your wife uh her name is katie what was her maiden name thurmond and she's from cheyenne how did you two meet? She's from Cheyenne. You're from Elk City. Are you about the same age? Yeah. She's six months older than me, but we graduated the same year. Did you know each other in high school? Not at all. But you both got to OU and <laughs> yeah. met there. Yeah. So I, I guess that's kind of interesting because um, a couple of her friends were friends of mine. Um, but uh, her cousin's grandma um, had a picture of me on her fridge. She'd seen me before there, but we'd never <laughs> met. We'd never interacted. Um <laughs> And so driving back a couple of times, coming home, you know, at that point in my life, I like to drive fast. And so I had noticed, you know, a couple of times that the same car had followed me. And I was like, who, who is this? What? Who's this person following me? And um, then I'd see the car, the same car, you know, when, when you think somebody's following you like that, you kind of pay close attention right. to the detail. You're like, that's the same car. And then... Uh, met her up there and hit it off uh it actually probably our first real interaction together was uh my one of my pledge brothers and good friends um needed some help on some math homework and his girlfriend at the time lived across the hall from her so i ended up helping all of them with their calculus homework and that was really where we first started talking one of my favorite questions to ask is this to men how did you propose to the woman who became your wife? <laughs> well, that is not an interesting story. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not one of those people who uh, puts a ton of thought into stuff. I went, I got a ring. Um, I talked to my dad. I talked to her dad. I you said, talked to her dad? Yeah. Old-fashioned enough to do that? Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to have permission. And what what did he say to you when you when you make the big sales pitch to him? What did he say to you? Do you remember? <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly, but it was something along the lines of, uh, "You're free to ask, but that doesn't mean she'll say yes." <laughs> Cold slap of reality there. Yeah, no, I, I love my father-in-law and my mother-in-law. They're great people, um, but they're also brutally honest. So, I mean, I think is your wife that way too? Yeah, very much so. So, does that work well between you two? Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah. Our, what about kids? So, um, yeah, our son's seven and a half now, um, but we are also expecting. So uh, that that due date is the 26th. So, I mean, I might get a call right now. Who we, knows? We are literally recording this August the 18th, 2020, and so you're just a week, week and a half away? Yeah. So there, we have to have it the 26th. Uh, and it could be, could be any day. Do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a girl. So this time, um, on the first one, we didn't find out. It was a total surprise. Uh, and so I, I was voting for that again, but uh, <laughs> we, we got it once. I didn't want to push it too much. So yeah. we just kind of, we found out this time. All right. So how did you come to work? You mentioned earlier where you work. Tell everybody again, where do you work? Uh, gas or Great Plains Analytical Services. What do they do? What is gas? Uh, we do EPA emissions testing, monitoring. Um, so, in, you know, all of the stuff people talk about, greenhouse gases and, and global warming, um, the EPA regulates all emission sources. So what we do is we go and, and we test those and report those as a third party, uh, either to the state or federal agency. So are we talking about oil field companies? Or do you work outside of that too? Yeah, oil field companies. Um, it, it could be gas compressor stations you know just moving gas through pipes but um we also test generators in various places um so in some of your cities you know you got a big hospital or something that's got a massive generator um they still regulate the emissions coming off of those sources uh just like they would a compressor station so we do we don't do as much of that but we do monitor those things as well and what is your specific job title uh, i'm the director of engineering which means you specifically do what? A lot. Uh, so I'm in charge of um, all of the analyzers, all of the equipment, um, helping with the, the methods and staying on top of stuff there. You know, um, if the EPA decides to make a change, if they say um, you got to go to three-point sampling versus single-point sampling, that kind of stuff, I'm the person who has to f- figure out how to make it work and how to keep us in business i mean in the field how did you come to work at gas well so yeah i'm sure you noticed that that is an engineering title and i and i've already alluded that i have an architecture degree right um so when we came back there's just not a lot of architecture jobs uh, in this area really i mean not even elk city but um it's hard it's hard going so there was an engineering position open at gas um at that time they were a pretty small company right uh that was before the building uh when they just had the little red building there uh, metal building and you know i said hey give me a chance uh i'm not exactly what you're looking for but i I feel like i could be um and talking about ergonomics and how um how the the guys in the field actually perform their tests um I said, you know, I, c- I can improve the system and I can make us more efficient and I can make our numbers grow simply by, you know, fixing some ergonomic issues. And uh, 
they took a chance on me and hired me in there and you know now i now i run that department has it been successful for for you and the company yeah no yeah i think so i think they like me they, they keep me on <laughs> you like your job i love it yeah they're they're good people to work for um mike and jordan and jonathan uh and levi the vice president of operations they uh they're all good people and and they always have our best interest at heart so they treat us fair and how does it work with i mean you got a full-time job but you're also mayor which means you're busy doing lots of stuff like what you're doing right now <laughs> literally at this moment are they good to work around all that with you yeah for the most part um luckily too you know kind of being the department head there um that gives me a little bit more flexibility you know i have several people underneath me who can pick up a little slack if i have an obligation like this or something uh you know commission meeting whatever uh i can delegate that to one of the other engineers or some of the other staff get it done Let's get back into mayor stuff. Sure. Uh, the biggest local municipal story over the last over the summer really was getting a new city manager. Sure. Why was it? And uh, there may be more than one answer. There may be it may be a long, complicated answer. But just briefly tell us why the commission felt like the city of Elk City needed to go in a new direction with the city manager. Um, you know, I think I think that with that specific sewer leak, uh, I think that that. Uh, you know, created a pretty big public outcry. Um, I, I I don't know about the other commissioners, but I got a bunch of calls. Um, and it wasn't necessarily related to uh, that event out there. Um, but I think it opened a floodgate, if you will, for people to express their grievances from uh, employees within the city to just random people who felt they'd been wronged some of those had no credence at all um and and some of them were pretty warranted um so when you take all of that into account um you know that's that's what made made my decision for me uh, i can't speak for the other guys so how did you as the mayor and the commissioners how did you guys decide hey let's go with tom ivester right now as, a, as the interim city manager how'd that come about oh uh, you know well just in looking at it, I, I don't have time for something like that. Uh, I don't even know lega- legalities of if Iterum could go to a mayor and how that stuff works. Um, and to be honest, there was absolutely no interest. You know, Like I said before, I, I love my job. So, um, so we started looking into it, talking to a few people. Um, and you know, I had heard um, from somebody that he may be interested. So... I think in hindsight that uh, they were probably just wishful thinking, but I went ahead and reached out to him anyways, um, you know, said, Hey, I, I think you could do a great job for us. Um, you're vested in our community. You, uh, you're a very smart man, Colonel. So you've got the leadership abilities. Um, and we had a few conversations. He spoke to some of the other commissioners as well after mm-hmm. that. And um, that's how we got where we are. So how do you think things are going so far? Oh, I think it's going very well, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, he he's made a lot of a lot of hard choices. He's um, he's really tried to look at the bottom line uh, as far as you know the city and dollars in, dollars out. Um, we're making we're making good progress. Um, you know, the rock yard we've just 
look to expand there. Uh, that's that's probably our most profitable venture as a city, if you will. Um, really, it's, it's not water, it's not trash, it's uh, it's that rock yard. We we really keep that thing moving. Who do the folks at the rock yard? Tell, for those who don't know, tell everybody what it is. Um, they just they haul up rock. Um, they use it for concrete. Um, you know, paving, anything like that. Uh, it, it actually, all types of construction, I mean, anything, oil field sites, every every aspect of construction really uses and some sort of rock. That is the most profitable thing the city of Oak City does? I mean, yeah, if you're talking margins. Now, if, if you're talking just in dollars, no. But, uh, yeah, if you're talking profit margins, it's it's out there pretty far. See, I'm glad, I, glad I brought you in. I did not know that. Yeah. The rock yard. Who would have known? Rocks. There's money in rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're essentially just a middleman. You know, all we all we do is take it off a train and let somebody pick it up. So that's that's why it's got such a good margin. Uh, you mentioned your parents earlier because you spent some time in Sayre. You spent some time in Clinton. Uh, came to Elk City. Grew up. Graduated. By the way, what year did you graduate from high school? Uh, 2002. Who are your parents? Uh, Terry and Anita Archer. And your dad did what? My dad, uh, he was he was an accountant for many many years. Um, you know, my whole life, uh, he worked for Marcita Garrison for I don't know forever. It seemed like. <laughs> um, and then when I was in high school, uh, he decided to go out on his own and open his own business, and uh, he did that until just this year he retired uh, in February. What's he doing now? What is, uh, how does he spend his days and hours besides watching calling you know, a me, grandchild? Calling me, giving me grief about yeah? different stuff. Yeah. All right. And who's your mom? Uh, Anita Archer. And what uh, what has she done? Uh, well, uh, she was she worked at PSO, public service company, for for a long time. Um, she made her way into management there. Uh, that's actually what sparked our move to Clinton from Elk City the first time. Um, they they gave her a promotion to more of a regional management position, uh, which forced us to move. After about a year, they they did some more consolidating uh, in PSO with the AEP mergers and stuff. Um, and the position that she had was was going to be forced to move again, um, and she said no thanks. And so we came back to Elk City, and uh, at that time she she started working as. The deputy treasurer, I, I guess, because uh, she wasn't the official treasurer really? when she started, and then uh, shortly became the treasurer, and she was the treasurer for many years. Um, she was the interim city manager, and then later she was the city manager. It's interesting. So your dad, an accountant all those years, your mom, the treasurer, was there ever a pull for you to go into that type of work? Uh, not too much, no. But yeah, they both have accounting degrees uh, from Southwestern Oklahoma State in Weatherford. Your mom, treasurer, uh, interim city manager, became the full-time city manager. How long did she do that? Do you remember? Um, seven years. That I was think? several years. I think five or seven, something like that. And then through course of events, she was replaced with someone else. Sure. In the time, whether, whether it was during your campaign, you're running for mayor of Elk City, or since you've been elected... Have you heard this idea that, oh, he's just running because he's got an axe to grind. He's just running because his mom was replaced as city manager. Yeah, I still hear that. Still? Uh, still, to this day, yeah. I can assure you, though, that, that it was never true. It never had anything to do with that. Uh, you can ask people I went to high school with. Um, 
for whatever reason, as as a kid, I said I was going to be the mayor. I mean, you did. Yeah, true story. Why? I have no idea. I don't know. It, you you really wanted to be mayor that long ago? I mean, I don't I don't know if necessarily like I wouldn't say that I thought about it all the time. But yeah, yeah. If if you talk to some of the people I went to school with, they'll tell you. Yeah, I I said I'm going to be the mayor or I'm going to be the governor or something like that. So. <laughs> Always ambitious. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Good yeah. answer. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I was talking recently. In fact, we're recording this August the 18th, just earlier today on our my morning show. We were talking to interim city manager Tom Ivester and getting an update on what's going on. And he mentioned the CAPS projects. Yeah. And he mentioned specifically three things. Number one, he talked about the event center. And if you've driven the west side of Elk City the last few days, you see dirt work's been done. Yeah. So the event center is going to be... Ackley activity Park West, Center. or excuse me, Activity Center. Yes, sir. The Activity Center. Yep. Ackley Park West. And ground has been broken. Mm-hmm. And then he also mentioned the pool or aquatic center. Yep. And he said it's still being decided whether to make improvements or replace or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned park improvements after that. So are those the first big three role? Well, I mean, we already had the, the turf put in at the ball fields. Yep. Now we got the Activity Center. The aquatic center, park improvements. It's all part of the big CAPS project that was voted on a year or two ago. When was that? A year or two ago? Yeah, February, I believe. Yeah, I, I lose track. I can't keep up. Yeah, it was, it was right before uh, I took office. So is everything on, as far as the money coming in and all the projects, is everything on track and things going well with CAPS? Yeah, it's going well. Um, so, you know, there's there's timelines and there's money to be spent. Um, you know, we've, we passed those bonds uh before we started the turf projects so um i don't remember the exact amount it's around 23 and a half million something like that uh for phase one and you know talking about everything going well uh, we did hit a 10-year low for sales tax back in february so um those kinds of things it was a three-phase project is a three-phase project so um it's had no bearing on phase one whatsoever really i'm not really no so even with speaking of COVID nineteen and the downturn, yeah. uh, February, March, April, especially, and it, it looks to me just to the naked eye, you go around talking to businesses, things are certainly better now, it seems, than they were in March and April. It seems that way anyway. Do you see the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, we hit we hit a ten year low um, on sales tax numbers, and so, and it was back to back. Uh, it wasn't back-to-back 10-year lows, but it was back-to-back uh, very low numbers for our town and our community. Um, so I think there was there was a lot of unknown right there uh, in that time frame. That, uh, but we've bounced back. You know, we've our numbers have been sales tax numbers have been over a million dollars uh, every month since. So um, if we can keep that over a million dollar mark. Uh, we won't have anything to worry about. So things looking good financially for the city of Oak City right now? Right now, yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, any big things? I mean, you're still relatively young into your first term as mayor. Yeah, about halfway. Is there any big thing you'd like to see accomplished before the first term is over? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to see this aquatic center stuff uh, going. Um, the indoor activity facility... I'd like to make sure that that uh, 
is an indoor activity facility that's got uh, a lot of functions in there. Um, so, you know, there's a couple meetings about that this week. Um, you, you know, things may get massaged and changed, but everything's on track. So um, I would really like to see some of those immediate quality of life improvements for the people who live here. Yeah. Are you going to run for re-election? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Might as well. You're there, right? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't think my job's done. Um, you know, the, the people may tell me different. And if that's the case, then uh, there won't be any hard feelings on my end. But, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm doing at least an okay job. That's all I got. Elk City Mayor Nick Archer, thank you so much for going one-on-one with me. Yeah, no problem. It was a pleasure.